Cambridge 105 Radio is a winner at this year's Community Radio Awards. Silver, Community Show of the Year, The Alan Brigham Story. Most of us live in houses that aren't that old. And when we complain about people building on the green belt and people ruining the view from your house by building new houses, actually your house probably ruined the view from somebody else's house when it was originally built. Silver, Creative Radio of the Year, The East. Next, you'll be waving banners like those CND marchers in town. Could you hear yourself? And Peter and Sandra will be delinquents on the street. You mark my words. Dad! I haven't even gone out yet. And bronze, female presenter of the year, Lee Chambers. Woke up in the middle of the night to find my cat with his head in a glass of water. That cannot be the first time. Cambridge 105 Radio, award-winning community radio for the city and South Cambridgeshire. Across the city and South Cambridgeshire. On FM, digital and your mobile. Cambridge 105 Radio. From the terraces on Cambridge 105 Radio. So Cambridge United woes continue. Uh, always, always a difficult one to go to Forest Green Rovers. I can't remember the last time we won there, but uh, a marginal improvement in performance, but uh, unfortunately the outcome the same. Uh, you could argue uh, robbed at the end with a penalty that wasn't, and Will Mannion uh, came uh, very close to uh, evening the scores as well in the dying seconds of the game, but uh, we'll talk to Matt shortly on that. City, meanwhile, took on uh, top of the uh, top three, top four. Hales Owen uh, after their draw last week. Unfortunately, despite going up uh, one nil, uh, finishes uh, a two-one loss. Uh, but a lot to take from that game with uh, yet another game where City decimated by uh, injury. Histon played Desborough Town for the third time uh, this season, uh, twice in the Cup, a nil-all draw away, a 4-0 win at home, and then yesterday a 5-2, a 5-2 win, um, uh, but closer than it sounds, uh, two goals in the dying seconds of the game uh, made that a bit more respectable. Uh, the United women are in cup action again. They played Leverington Sports last week and won 7-0. Uh, this week it's uh, the league play against Cheltenham, a league higher than them, so a much more difficult game. Kick-off in just under an hour at St Neots. And then Cambridge City uh, doing my best to find out what's going on there at the moment. I went to see the second half of their uh, uh, last game. Uh, unfortunately, uh, a, a loss, and we'll be talking about that as well. Can't get hold of anyone from City, but we'll be talking about it anyway. And you can contact us all the usual ways. You can text us on 07919 070490, or you can email studio at cambridge105.co. UK, but we'll start as we usually do with uh, Cambridge uh, United. Oh, well, we would have done now. We really will start with Cambridge United, not with City. Hang on a second.
The weird thing is I've got about four sliders in front of me that I need to touch and I still can't get it right. But uh, there you go. Hopefully, oh, there's my children are now trying to video message me at uh, one o'clock. So uh, just bear with me while I just uh, tell them I'm on the radio and I'm going to have to turn off. I'll talk to you later. Bye. <laughs> Every, oh, they're just constantly, everyone's now joining in the call. But there you go. Stop, uh, stop ringing, will you, please? Um, there we go. Let me just get rid of that and apologies for that. Um, it's going to be one of those days I can see it now. Uh, Matt, I'm, I'm hoping you're there at least. Hi, Tim. How are you doing? <laughs> Not too well at the moment, actually, funnily enough. <laughs> I can't believe my kids. They know I've been doing this show for years. OK, it used to be at six o'clock, but it's been one o'clock now for several years. And they always manage to phone up uh, as soon as I get onto the show. It's, it's amazing. Um, still, it provides a brief uh, distraction from Cambridge United. Yesterday was such an important game. Bottom of the table, uh, Forest Green Rovers. We, 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 you made this comment last week. Lot likely to get a result. We never do at Forest Green Rovers. It's been a long, long time since we got a win there, um, and so it proved to be. You could argue um, uh, that uh, you know we had the better of some of the game. You could argue that the performance was a little bit better than it was. We had a few more shots on target. I think three we managed this time as opposed to one or two last week. Um, you could argue the penalty was harsh and uh, or, or even non-existent and therefore we were robbed of the game. Uh, you could say we were unlucky that Mannion's header uh, didn't go in, forced a really good save from their keeper. You can argue lots of things, but it doesn't change anything. We see zero points on the board. Yeah, absolutely, Tim. And... Um... Yeah, it, 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 oh, really and truly, yet again, it, it was a, a dreadful, dreadful game. And um, like you said, you know, like for the, the, the first half an hour of the game, uh, yeah, we were on top of the game, um, but we just, we didn't really do anything. We had two chances, which, yeah, we probably should have scored. Um, you know, I don't think we could be any closer to the goal. Um, with those chances, especially um, you know when we barely created anything at times uh, in in previous games, and you know I, I think the, the second chance just before it all kind of went horribly pear shaped, we were basically on the on the goal line, and I think it was George Williams and, and Joe Hindside who were both near the, the goal line, and neither of them could uh, you know scram the ball over the line. And um, you just knew then that it probably wasn't going to be our day. And, uh, you know, the, the goal we can see, we give the ball away, which was just our, our mistake again. And it, it was a theme during the, the whole game, really, you know, just keep giving the ball away, giving them the opportunity, um, you know, to, to go and attack us when, you know, we, we, we weren't under any real pressure as such at the time. And, you know, the one good quality bit of play for them, you know, it's a really good ball in, it has to be said. Um, it's a good header from the, the striker who's running across the defender. I mean, you know, that's something we'd love our defenders to do, but they, that seems to be beyond them. And, um, you know, we, we go in at half-time absolutely shell-shocked because, you know, yeah, as I say, we were, were on, on, you know, on the front foot. But, um, you know, very, very limited creativity again. And the second half, I mean, you being there too, I think you deserve a medal. Because, my God, it was absolutely dreadful. Yep. I, I, I thought it, it could, we've had some really, really horrible games of football in recent weeks. 
And fair play to you for being there. I haven't watched that absolute dross because it was absolutely shocking to watch at home here yesterday. And I, I think I could have walked out of the room and done, you know, housework or something, and I wouldn't have missed anything at all. And, um, you know, the one bit of play, you know, the one real decent bit of play that we put together, we score a really good goal from it. It has to be said, it was it was excellent build-up football, you know, involving Jack, Sam and Psycho Jammer coming in and scoring a really good finish. It was a well-deserved goal for, you know, for him for making that run. And I thought to myself, surely we've got to see this out. And yeah, as as you said, Tim, you know, there will always be questions. Was it a penalty? Was it soft? I mean, you know, that that's it's been our, one of our Achilles heels that we just couldn't we score a goal and then we go and see straight away because we don't turn on. You know, we've only got to see the ball out. They're, they're going to be looking for that any that sort of touch. I think the referee was quite happy to to give them a penalty because I think he might have missed one a little bit earlier on George Williams. You you might have seen it better and can comment a bit better. But, yeah, just it, it's just shocking. It, I, we, we finally found a team that was worse than us and I thought that was hard and we still can't beat them. And it, it just, you know, it spells danger. We're in danger now. And, um, you know, if, if we carry on like this, you know, we're going back to League Two at the end of this season. Yeah, and <clears throat> that that's that's the really difficult thing here because you know I, I I'm not one. Uh, we talked about this uh, at some length last week. I'm not one for the Bonner out campaign. It's been you could ignore it. It's been on social media, but uh, it's it gained massive ground yesterday. Um, it was interesting as well here in the post match. Uh, but Bonds, before even being asked, praised the fact that uh, the fans that travelled uh, saw out a frustrating game and and clapped the team off the pitch. Um, and I think he was he was making. I don't think he was making a point so much that they'd been booed off previously. I think he was just grabbing onto something that was positive about the game that the goal move was great um it's good that jana's got a goal um the only other positive i saw in that game was ben Worman had a had a good game um i, I just george williams his passing is at times atrocious he just I don't know whether it's because he doesn't look. I don't know whether it's because he he rushes at the ball. I don't know what it is. But so many times yesterday, his passing was so far away from where it was supposed to go um, that it you know it just puts us under pressure all the time. And 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 the other thing is we we've gone back to this kind of panic defending where our clearances go nowhere and just put us immediately back under pressure. Or we pass the ball around, progressively having to move further and further back towards our own goal because we're putting the players under pressure as they take a ball that really shouldn't have been played to them at that particular moment. And it's just, it's things that we can do. This is, people say, you know, there's there's, there's a lot of talk about Bonds has lost the dressing room. And I, I don't, it's not that. You know, it's the players are playing poorly. And I don't, you know, yes, you can argue tactics. Yes, you can argue substitutions. But even from the start on the pitch, the players aren't putting in what we know they can do. And we've all been, we've we've, we've talked about it over and over again with the, the lack of goals, the lack of opportunities. 
season we blamed it on various different things and yeah we don't have creativity in the middle of the pitch and uh, much as it's an unpopular opinion you know um, we talked about the, what what a loss that Wes Houlihan would be even though he only played a certain amount of games but that creativity is sorely missed and I, I know you're not a big fan of Liam O'Neill but I think that's part of it and Adam may be now so yeah you can blame injuries but at the end of the day and I don't know for what reason whether it's confidence whether it's just you know it, it, it just is odd that nobody seems to be putting the performances in that we'd like to see except on odd occasions yeah I, I think the only person that you can probably take out of that is Lloyd Jones, I think, is the only one yeah, who absolutely. is still trying for this team. And, um, you know, I think at some point we have to stick him up front the way he's playing at the moment because he is the only one. But you are you are right for, you know, for most of it. I mean, George, as you say, George Williams yesterday was absolutely shocking. Um, and, he, he, yeah, he seemed to have regressed. Maybe he, maybe he just had a bad day. And, you know, let's hope he did. Um, and again, there's always that question about, you know, sending Liam Bennett on loan, which, you know, I still agree with the, that decision. I think that's still the right thing for him and his development as a player, ready for him to come back in, in January. Because, you know, I know a lot of people question, will, will he go into the team? Will he still be a bit part player? But I think if you've played a lot of games in League Two in a, in a fairly successful Team, I think you can come into you know this this game uh, pretty quickly. Um, you know, well, in League One and showed. Interestingly, talking about that, it's very interesting that having played Curzon Ashton and then uh, and then um, Grimsby, you know, that's the level we're playing at. So he's playing at the same level the team is playing yeah. at. I think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and you you're absolutely spot on, and um, you know that's that's the thing, isn't it? Is you know he could he could come into this team now, and he would be an option in defence. So, but you know, I'm sure you know, I'm sure it was just a bad game for George, and he, he does have them occasionally. So, you know, I, I don't know if like Jibrokadina as well. I thought he was back to his shaky best yesterday, um, and didn't look confident at all. And as you said, you know, passes that he was playing were going completely behind, you know, most of the players or he just seemed to overhit passes straight into, you know, sort of players' legs and everything and it, everything just broke down at times. But, you know, the, the lack of creativity and, you know, I, I've, I've said it a lot and, you know, yesterday proved it with the goal. You bring on Jack Lancaster, you're playing behind the striker. Yes, I know he, he didn't kind of uh, influence the game as much as when he came on. But he was the only person trying to play those three balls through for a striker to run onto. Now, this is, that's exactly the type of thing that we're missing. And, you know, fair play to, to Sam Smith. I mean, let, let's be honest, you know, he's not had a good time. I still think he needs to leave the club. But, you know, he's trying to make those runs beyond the defence. And, uh, you know, yes, he gets caught offside about nine times out of ten. But when the, the one time out of ten he's not offside, it, look what happens, you know, we scored a goal from it yesterday. So I think part and parcel, you know, some of the solution could be that, you know, does do Psycho Jano, do Jack Lancaster and Sam Smith come and play on, on Saturday? I, I mean, I very much doubt it will happen because obviously it's Plymouth and it's going to be a tough game. And I'm sure we'll talk about that a bit later. But, you know, Mark has promoted the lack of creativity and, you know, that sort of play there shows that there is creativity in the team if you if you play some of these people. But it's hard. It's hard. You know, a lot of them aren't, aren't performing 
to the standard. And, um, you know, Mark, you saying it's the same 16, 17 players, but, you know, why are we not looking at the youth team? You know, why are we why are we not looking at that? You know, why why do we not just make five changes and put five people on the bench that are playing badly? You know, we've still got a squad of sixteen, seventeen, you know, we can still rotate something somewhere just to just to give it a go. So I, I don't know. I mean, you know, that's a that Mark's pay to make these decisions and improve. As you said, you know, Ben Warman did have a good game yesterday and you know, it was good to see him force himself in and you know, potentially he's another one that doesn't deserve to, to come out for, for Saturday's game against Plymouth. Maybe, you know, we've got to play five in the middle and have uh, Lewis Simper in there with Warman and uh, Paul Digby because, you know, they're going to have to do a lot of running and a lot of defending. So, uh, just there's just a lot of ifs, buts and maybes, Tim. And, yeah. You know, the, 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 the kind of sort of drift to January and hoping that January is going to be the uh, the, the rescue plan. I think it's, it's just a really dangerous one. I think, you know, we need to try something now, somehow, somewhere, to try and just improve something because, you know, the Plymouth game is going to be a tough one. But the, the Fleetwood game, you know, if we thought yesterday was must not lose and we lose that, you know, that Fleetwood game is is just a, just as big in terms of, uh, you know, we, we can't afford to lose that one either. Yeah, and it's, you know, it, there's, we, you know, we run out, we've, we've we've virtually run out of excuses. I mean, there, there's not there's not much that we haven't blamed, and and you know, I'm not I'm not having to go at Mark about it. There is no doubt that the, the squad was thin to start off with. The injuries certainly haven't helped us, uh, but you know, the squad was thin because the club didn't acquire what they wanted. Now, whatever reason that was for, I don't know. Lack of money, lack of people who wanted to come here, whatever it is, we knew that was there at the start of the season the injuries you can argue were unlucky I still look at the fact that you know I, I, and this may be this may be completely wrong because I'd have to go back and look at figures and you don't we don't get those of course is you know injuries under Matt didn't seem to be as much and as long as this now I may stand corrected but uh, you know, is is that is that part of it? Is it the uh, you know the schedule we've got? And I'll come back to that in a minute. Yes, we had a really difficult October, but you know, at the end of the day, and I, I don't don't know whether we'll get round to playing Mark's post match because um, it's quite a long one. He the two things struck me about it. One is he was much more downbeat. Um, you know, I think he knew, and it's not, you know, it's not a genius to, to work it out. He knew that this was a really, really important game and you could argue other games, you know, were either distractions if they were cup games or they were against great opposition. And, you know, great opposition certainly weren't uh, on the pitch yesterday from either side. Uh, Forest Green weren't a good side. We know that. We've seen the way they've uh, been playing um so you can't use that and i think you know it's difficult to draw a positive out of out of that game because the result was so poor it was something we needed it we we needed it as much for the team's confidence as we did for you know the fans confidence because there were people arguing on social media oh you know bonds has done such great things for the club we've got to give him a chance he can get us out of this wait till january and everything else and people kind of some people were still saying no no it's got it's got to go now um and others were saying okay fine you know next week's going to be really important because we need to get a good result against uh, forest green rovers we didn't get that and now they're joining in that clamor 
on social media and it's going to be interesting I've got, got a number of questions I want to ask on Thursday um, uh, about what's being said on social media because although uh, apparently nobody in the team ever reads it and uh, nobody looks at it and nobody really cares that they they do when uh, there's no doubt that they do see it it must be awful um and people want answers people want answers to you know to what's going on and how we can get out of it and there's 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 two threads there's the, there's the bonner out immediately because we don't want to hamstring the next manager with players that have been selected by him for the January transfer with they'll come back to that in a second and there's those that say yeah give him a chance get it and if it doesn't work out then we go with someone else and I think the interesting thing is I was, I was saying this saying this morning to someone you know but we've we've, we've seen the, the 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 press that Ben Strang gets um, and in times of uh, goodness like in the promotion season last year uh, before then then you know, he his his name was hardly mentioned, um, even though the recruitment got us uh, up a league. Uh, but of course, now it goes wrong. Uh, his name's coming back into the frame, and people say, you know, it was it's it's his fault. It was very thin on the ground and everything else. Um, but I think the way United have separated that. Uh, acquisition of players from the solely from the manager the manager gets his input but it's done for the good of the club I think that kind of protects us from this business that we're not going to just buy as a knee-jerk reaction so I don't think if we give if we give Mark the chance the recruitment will be what the club needs and can afford and then if we do end up with a new manager I don't think they'll be hamstrung with that team lots of managers have to come in I think the biggest problem if we get rid of Bonds is you know where do we go Who, who's available that would want to come to Cambridge uh, when we've got the third lowest or whatever it is uh, playing budget in the country so yeah, yeah I, I don't know what the answer is. If I, if I knew what the answer is, I'd probably own Cambridge United. But that's not that's not where the way it is. I just don't. There are pros and cons to both approach. I just keep going back to what Mark's achieved. And yes, you know, if it doesn't know it does us no good if we end up back in League Two. But you know, I hope that you know everyone feels that he's got the chance he has. And I know that that differs wildly in what people think that he should be getting. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, for me, uh, there's been a lot of managers and worse managers who have had probably, you know, similar type of runs and uh, lost their jobs. And um, while it's never nice to talk about, you know, uh, a, a, a manager of our football club losing their job, sometimes you know. Um, like you said earlier, Tim, you know, that he hasn't lost the, the dressing room, you could see that yesterday, you know, when we did get, when we did equalise that you could see that they were all together and they were all celebrating with Psycho and all that. And, um, you know, yeah, it's okay with the players being behind the manager still, but the, the issue is, is that we are not playing good football, like at all. Like it's, it's, ter it's terrible to watch. It's probably just as bad right now as it was under, you know, Derek, Sean Derry and Colin Calderwood, if not potentially worse right now. Uh, people will point at the recruitment, and I think that, you know, does have an impact. I think the, the quality that we lost in the summer, we obviously haven't replaced it at all. Um, you know, losing people like Jack Idow and Wes, for instance, you know, and what what have we brought in to kind of, you know, you know fill in those gaps where Jack could play absolutely everywhere, um, almost in the team, you know, left back, left wing, central midfield and uh, central defence. And, uh, you know, we, we don't have a player like him. 
the the creativeness of Wes, who was probably the best footballer that we've ever had in this football club. You know, we 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 certainly haven't got anybody like that. There's somebody there that could try and be like him, and would like the the chance to be like him. And uh, unfortunately, he, he he doesn't get ninety minutes to play football at the moment. So you know, there there's that type of issue. Yeah, of course the injuries haven't helped. Of course, you know, when we've got a small squad and then, you know, you have to look at, at, as you quite rightly said, you know, we had a really rough schedule, you know, which we knew we were going to have because of of the World Cup and there was going to be, you know, a squeezing of the fixtures um, in the sort of October time and, uh, you know, a little bit of September because of, of the World Cup so people could have a thinner November and and December. So you know, did we take that into account? Um, you know, the the answer is is no, we didn't. And then you know, to to not get the players that Mark may may not have targeted as as, as there has been rumours. You know, he wanted X, Y, and Z player. There's been no names mentioned as there as there shouldn't be. Um, but they, you know, the players that we targeted haven't come into the club. And then you look at the the players that did come into the club and, you know, at least two of them straight away uh, have been basically injured. Um, you know, one we nursed back and then got injured in, in Okanabiri, who is a good player and will be a good player for this football club. And, you know, that's probably the bigger blow out of, out of everything. Um, you know, Brandon Houndstrap is, uh, you know, we haven't seen the best of him, but, you know, he's, he's been injured. So, you know, for that case, he does get a bye. But the squad wasn't wasn't strong enough, you know, to to really start off with. Yes, we started really well in August, um, but you know, it, it soon became apparent that it probably didn't have the League One quality that was just needed, you know. And it doesn't it doesn't have to be good League One quality. We're not talking, you know, top top six and and above quality. We're talking, you know, lower, you know, twelfth and lower type of League One quality players that played in this league for a little while and, you know, would see what we could do. And, you know, we had, a, you know, an exciting young manager who, who was up and coming, you know, who could come and join this team and be interested in coming to play for Mark because of his reputation. So, you know, we, we haven't we haven't ticked that box at all. And like, like I've said to you, you know, to think that in January, potentially we're going to get that type of player um, is is going to be incredibly rare, or we've suddenly found a bit of money uh, to do business, and then the question is going to be, why are we doing that business in January when we didn't do it in the summer, or potentially even save it up for you know next summer when you know if we're going to be down in League Two, we've got to rebuild a team anyway because most of the players are out, are out of contract, and we we've got to potentially go and find sort of fourteen, fifteen new players, so. You know, there's there's a lot if ifs, muts, if buts and maybe's. Um, the problem is, is at the moment the football club is is excellent off the field, um, but what they need to be is excellent on the field again. And you know, they, they've taken a massive step backwards over the past three four months. It's certainly regressed on the field. Um, and Mark is the man that wants to sort it out. He's got to sort it out. Um, and, you know, let's hope he can, because if not, as, as you say, Tim, it's, it's going to be a case of, you know, do, do they look at it in the summer with all those players going out? And is it is it a time for a, a new manager to come in and he's got a chance to rebuild a squad in, you know, in the summer, 
ready to you know potentially do okay or you know look higher in in League Two for next season. So lots of questions. And as you say, if we had all the answers, we'd be owners of Cambridge United and we'd get every single answer right all the time for the best of the <laughs> club, wouldn't we? That's what we get to do on a Sunday afternoon. So, uh, <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. And, and let's just, we, we still need to put it into perspective. So if you look at the bottom end of the table, um, we're three points clear of Forest Green who are leading the, uh, the the bottom four. Yeah, Milton Keynes have got a game in hand and could go, could bring us to within two points of that. So, you know, we're there is a buff it's a very small buffer it's only a, you know a one game change could could make all the difference but you know we're also only one point behind Accrington and three points behind Fleetwood which as you say makes that Fleetwood game a, a, another huge game um the the de- the danger is we don't want to be there we don't want to, you don't want to be down in that bottom four scrapping away because then injuries become even more dangerous and uh, you know so w- we need to get out of that so yeah, as I say, I, I, I'm still coming down on the side of, uh, you know, Bonds needs a chance. Um, he's learning from every game. Um, uh, he needs to start putting some of that into practice. And January comes around, if we can do there. We know that they must be talking to people at the moment. They're not going to leave it until January. They they must have targets in mind. Um, they must be going, you know, you see Ben Strang is, is all over the country uh, talking to people. And it... it you know, it might be that there is that person there and, and we can afford them, who knows, and, you know, whether we should have got them in at the start or, or whatever, that's kind of water under the bridge. It is what it is. We started the season with the team, the squad we've got. Um, let's start to look forward a bit. And I just... You mentioned this when we when we were texting before the, before the show and I think I'd already thought about this, is that... And I'm not having to go, Greg Taylor, you know, he's been a great servant to the club and it is his testimonial. But in a time when you're really thin of players and there are injuries and people are tired, is it a good time to have what will be a competitive game? Because the West Ham are going to bring a decent squad. They're going to want a, a decent game out of it because they're using it as a you know a, as a layoff game, uh, ready to come back into it after the World Cup. It, is it the right time, or should we have reorganised it? Well, it's um, like I said to you. It, it, right now, it makes absolutely no sense because of you know the, the way we are playing um, to go and slog the players for you know ninety minutes against uh, you know as they say, hopefully a decent West Ham side uh you know coming coming back and going back into training after the world cup and everything or some of them anyway um yeah it, it makes zero sense and um you know i know the club that mark said the club tried to do something in the summer and it didn't quite work out and so, okay that's fine you know could could we have done it you know next summer i mean you know by the sounds of it to me it sounds like Greg's probably on his way out in January or, you know, at least all the summer um, because of of his injury issues. Maybe it's just taken its toll. Um, You know, he's barely played recently, which, you know, speaks volumes of, you know, where the the football club think he is and maybe what what, what Greg thinks thinks he is right now. So, so yeah, it it doesn't make sense. And And I think the key thing for me in this, this is Greg's testimonial and we're playing this team. Um, now, you know, Greg's been part of two promotions um, at this football club, you know, from the conference and from 
uh, League Two a couple of seasons ago. And, you know, normally in testimonial games, you get something where, uh, you know, the, the players come back and, you know, want to play and be a part of the testimonial. And Mark has already said there's no surprises. It's going to be this this squad and that's it. Now, you know, I, I don't understand that because I, I would have thought if there were players available and willing, obviously there might be some playing on the, on the Tuesday, naturally. Um, but, you know, I, I thought a few of them and he's made friends throughout X, X, Y and Z amount of squads, you know, being here for so long now. Surely lots of them, you know, a few of them would come out and, you know, want to have a, you know, a 45 minute kickabout in, you know, in, in his testimonial game. So um, an interesting, baffling decision for, from from the football club. But the one thing I will say, you know, he, he's been here for, you know, nine, almost 10 years or whatever. Um, fair play to him. I didn't think he'd make it this far. Uh, he's, he's proved me wrong in that sense. Um, you know, maybe his footballing ability ability hasn't proved me wrong, but the fact that he has stuck at it and um, you know, being being here for so long is testament to his hard work. And you know, the, all the players speak highly of him. And you know, you know, I won't doubt his character or integrity or or anything. And um, you know, what I do hope for is that he gets a big crowd and he does get a successful night and. You know, I, I won't be there naturally, um, but, you know, I, I hope that people that can make it, uh, you know, either go down and watch it because I'm sure it'll be a half-decent game. Or, as I say, you know, if you're not going to make it, you know, contribute by buying a ticket because it all goes down to, to Greg. It goes to Greg. And, you know, loyalty's rare in football and, you know, fair play to him. He's shown, you know, loyalty to this football club over the past few years. So if you are listening, Greg, you know, congratulations. And, uh, you know, I wish you good luck on Tuesday and with everything. Yeah. And uh, I hope you have a successful game on Tuesday. Yeah. And we'll make it very clear. We're not, we're not, we're not, we're not belittling uh, Greg's contribution we're not saying that he shouldn't have a testimonial game we're just saying it's difficult at this time I mean imagine yeah. if Lloyd-Jones gets injured in it I mean that would be oh that'd yeah. be hell to pay too. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly exactly <laughs> so but uh, yeah having said that do get along or at least buy a ticket £15 for adults £10 for uh, children uh, over 64 all the usual and then under 18s are £5 uh, it's a 7 o'clock kick off on Tuesday evening um, and if you can't go then buy a ticket anyway and uh, uh, let's help uh, let's help Greg get a, a good amount of money from a, a testimonial game um, just very quickly then moving forward uh, with uh, next with us next Saturday um, I mean you know if if you're in trouble uh, is uh, <laughs> is this a very good game for you I think not I mean you know our, our records not not brilliant against Plymouth uh, it's a home game okay but you know, it's it, it's going to be a hard game. Yeah, it's it's, it's going to be horrible. Um, top of the table, on a little bit of a rut though, which which is always good because normally we like to give teams that are in a bit of a rut themselves a, a little bit of a push for the rest of the season. So uh, yeah, tough game. Uh, point point the best team have, but I've I've got a horrible feeling that they might be the one team that put you know a, a couple of goals past us on Saturday. But here's hoping. You know, we've got a bit of fight, you know, a tough game. You know, the crowd will be behind them like they were against Bolton a little while ago. Let's not forget that. And uh, hopefully the, the boys can uh, turn this run around and uh, we can get at least a point at, at best. 
Yeah, <laughs> we 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 can, but how? But the the only good thing I would say is, I don't know, is but it's looking at Peterborough as well, of course, beaten in the last three games, including Bristol Rovers, who we lost to. Um, so it's good to see they're not doing very well. I mean, although they're six in the league, but so uh, we we shall gloss over that fact and just enjoy the fact they're losing. Uh, Matt, thanks very much uh, for joining us. We'll uh, talk to you again next week. Cheers. Take care, mate. So there we go. Uh, I, yeah, there's, we, we have a press call for the uh, Plymouth game uh, on Thursday. Um, it's, uh, I've got a, a few interesting questions. Um, feel free to tweet any questions at, at Terraces105 if you want me to ask them. Um, there's some obvious ones talking about social media, which, as I say, the club may or may not comment on. Um, but uh, I have to ask those questions, so we'll see what comes of that. Um, so I say, yeah, Greg's uh, testimonial, uh, 7 o'clock on Tuesday, um, either by buy a ticket and don't come or buy a ticket and do come but support Greg who supported uh, Cambridge United uh, for so long we'll take a break and uh, we'll come back and we'll talk about uh, Cambridge City Broadcasting from the city centre on FM, digital and your mobile Cambridge 105 Radio from the terraces on Cambridge 105 Radio As we said, uh, after a draw last week, um, it was on to Hales Owen, which was always going to be a difficult game. Third in the league um, at the start of uh, Saturday. Uh, uh, 14 wins out of 18, four losses, uh, a goal difference of plus 25, second highest in the league. Um, and uh, City were up 1 0, um, uh, but it finished 2 1. Um, I spoke to Robbie this morning. This is what he had to say following the game. Robbie, after last week's draw, you were on to Hales Owen Town this week. Obviously, the position they're in and the form that you're in was always going to make it an interesting game, a scrappy game. But uh, ultimately, you lost despite taking the lead, but a, a hard-fought game according to their local press, I read. Yeah, look, we know that like I spoke to you many times when we've got the group of players that we have now, we can match anyone in this league. And it was no different yesterday. It was it was one of those where, you know, we got the early goal. Uh, Brad Goffard scoring his first goal this season. And, you know, we, we looked in the, in no danger whatsoever. You know, we, we knew that they'd have a lot of possession and the way they play. And, you know, we had good shape. And then we just, we switched off twice. The second one, you know, right on half time. Um, and that was... You know, literally, you know, we were desperate to get in. We had a little bit of a 10, 15 minute wobble towards the end of the half and we just were desperate to get in and regroup and go again. And, you know, sadly, we, we gave the penalty away and, you know, we, we battled really hard. You know, they're, they're a decent team in front of a big crowd. You know, so lots to be pleased with. But there's one or two things that we need to be better with, um, you know, in possession of the ball when we're under pressure. Uh, we need to just, you know, take a bit more care and, and try and keep it a bit more and, you know, put us in a position where we can get up the pitch quicker. But, you know, we, we were sort of three down from last Saturday. Um, no Taylor Parr, no Matty Miles and, and no Tommy Rigby. So, you know, we were pretty stretched. But, you know, Simon Swinton came in and, and Luca Baptiste has come in from Peterborough Sports on a on a sort of game by game, really, just because the injury situation that we have is pretty dire. You know, we had two subs that could go on Saturday, you know. So, you know, it's one of those at the moment. But to go there and put on the display that we did with 
the players missing. You know, no Mikey Davis, Ben Nolan, Scott Bridges, Taylor Parr, Matty Miles. So to go there and perform how we did was really pleasing. And, you know, we know the, the level and we know the standard of this league. The sooner we can get the majority of these boys back, the better for us. And, and, and the more competitive and the more, you know, the, the better we'll be in possession because the, the lads I talk about, uh, they're all comfortable in possession. They're all good players and have played under pressure, played in difficult situations. So, you know, any team missing those five or six players will, will fill the miss. And we are at the minute, but we're still putting in performances and levels of performances where we're winning games. Couldn't quite get over the line yesterday, but, you know, it's it's still positive on that front. As you say, I mean, an early Christmas present and getting people off the injury table would be a, a huge, huge boost for you. It'd be massive, Tim. You know, it's it's one of those at the minute where, you know, you sort of <laughs> training's very light and it's, you know, we're still managing to pick, pick up injuries, which is pretty disappointing, but... It is what it is at the moment and we have no doubt that when we start getting one or two of these players back and, and hopefully you know Ben Nolan and Mikey Davis will hopefully be back before Christmas as will Taylor Parr and you know Matty Miles will be back this week so it does look like things hopefully can be changing we're a little bit unsure of Scott Bridges and, and Tommy Rigby um, you know we'll, we'll wait and see with those two but like I say to get three or four of those back into the group it make a massive difference and it, it you know enables us to change the when you're losing momentum in a game and you've got two players of Ben Nolan and Mikey Davis either in the team or on the bench can change the, the yeah. dynamics of the game very quickly having those types of players available yeah. so for us you know the sooner they're back and, and fit and in the group the better for us and you know onwards and upwards you know one defeat you know we've played the team that um, they haven't lost at home all season so you know we knew it was going to be tough you know, it was almost a, a free hit for us and it was one of those where we came out of it and, you know, we were congratulated by them for how well we played and, and what type of a team we are. So not all disappointment. Obviously, the result didn't go away, but performance and, and the way we set about it was, was very pleasing. And it's back into Cambridgeshire Cup action against uh, FC Parson Drove on Tuesday away. That's up near Wisbeach. Normally, you'd use this kind of uh, uh, fixture to perhaps get some people who've not had many minutes uh, on the pitch. But obviously, it's a bit difficult when the side's so thin. Uh, will you be fielding a full-strength side for that or you will be trying to rest some players? Um, but there's one or two that probably need minutes. Ryan Ingrid's missed uh, a lot of games and... You know, Jared's come back in from Royston, having not played that many 90 minutes. So there's there's one or two that will need that game time. And it's also a good opportunity to, you know, we've got a young keeper, Caleb Chandler, who we're um, extremely pleased with and what he's doing in the youth team. And he'll come in goal. We'll give Joe Welsh a rest. And then there's one or two others that will come in from the youth team. The problem we have is that because of our youth setup, you know, we've got a youth game tomorrow night on Monday. So it's one of those where we have to be mindful of what they're doing uh, as much as what we're doing. But certainly there'll be there'll be two or three that, that come in with us uh, for the game. And, you know, it'll be a chance to potentially see Ali Conway and Ben Bradley who have been on Joel Reg at Newmarket Town. They'll both come back into the group. So, yeah, it makes it a little bit stronger. But, yeah, we obviously we're going there. We want to win the game and, you know, we want to want to get into the final. We were disappointed with last year's semi-final defeat, but, you know, we want to field as strong a team as we can. We've also given you know, players from the youth team that deserve that opportunity again. And, yeah. you know, it, it's a great, great chance for on, on many 
sort of situations where you know, players needing game time and also young players and and hopefully you'll see a good response because you know there's players that are not in the team that want to show us that they should be in the team and young lads who have no fear and you know we want them to play with freedom and enjoy their football and and hopefully we'll get a positive result. And then on at league action again on uh, Saturday, another tough one, uh, Coleshill Town. Yes, you know they're at the moment they're um, you know they beat Stamford yesterday. You know we managed to go there and and beat them two one. So I was very pleased with that performance and result. We know that that'll be a very tough game, um, but also we go into it with with every confidence that you know we can get a positive result. You know we've got hopefully one or two coming back. That'll make a big difference to our group and. And like I say, we're we're not a million miles away, and if we can if we can get another three points on the board, it will just help us stay in touch with that group that are just outside the playoff group. It's important we don't lose touch with that group of teams. But again, it's an also another tough game against a team that are in the top top sort of six or seven. So you know, but like I said to you before, um, we don't fear anybody. We we relish the challenges that are in front of us, and and hopefully you know whatever team we put out will get us the three points. Yeah, and there's a, there's there's a really strong squad starting to assemble uh, at uh, Bridge Road at the moment. Eventually at Sawston, but um, if you look at the incoming in recent weeks, um, you know it's it's been very impressive uh, what's what's happened there with uh, Tom Wormsley and Dan Cotton coming in, and then Jared Robson returning from Royston, and then uh, Luca Baptiste coming in from uh, uh, Peterborough Sports. Um, so whilst there are injuries there, um, it, it, they're maintaining a, 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 or, or, or strengthening a squad, and it will be interesting to see when uh, you know the players that are currently out when they come back. There's going to be a lot of competition for places, as as uh, Robbie said. The cup game gives them uh, a chance to uh, bring back the two lads who went out to uh, Newmarket um, because they, they they weren't getting enough game time. Uh, keeper, um, the, the keeper, the, the you know the youth keeper will play and uh, you can see uh, you, you know you can get to see some of those players um, so a, a, an interesting game for them and then you know it, it never stops Coles Hill um, who are you know they're sixth in the league but as Robbie said you know they've just had a really good result beating Stamford uh, 3-1 um, one all at half time 3-1 in the end and Stamford uh, currently top of the top of the table having only lost uh, three games uh, so far this season um, so A, it gives Spalding a chance uh, with a game in hand to overtake them um, but it shows that uh, Colesill won't be by any stretch of the imagination a pushover so hopefully um, you know, a, a, a good result for them on that one um, let's take a quick break and then uh, obviously on to uh, Histon Across the city and South Cambridgeshire Cambridge 105 Radio From the terraces on Cambridge 105 Radio When we come back, uh, we'll be talking uh, all things history. We will indeed. Thanks very much indeed, Chris. Oh, I'm fading the wrong thing down while I'm doing that. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but at least you could hear me. Um, so on to uh, Histon, uh, eighth in the league last week. Eighth in the league. Uh, they, they stay this week. Um, another win against uh, Desborough Town. Three times they've played them this season. Uh, they opened up in an away game for the uh, for FA Cup, uh, drawing nil all at uh, in 
Northampton uh, and then a 4-0 win uh, at Bridge Road uh, in the replay for that one um, interestingly with two late goals uh, in 90 plus 2 and 90 plus 3 minutes uh, and Stoke have exactly the same thing in the league game first league game home a 5-2 win uh, with Barnes uh, getting uh, Connor Barnes getting a goal in second minute of injury time and Todd getting in there one in the third minute of injury time so probably made a bit of hard work of it considering the first goal was also an own goal but 5-2 it finished uh, they're really cemented their place now uh, in that eighth position I spoke to Lance uh, this morning this is what he had to say uh, about the game Lance, the uh, third time you've faced Desborough Town this season, the previous two obviously in the FA Cup, nil or draw away and then a 4-0 win at home. But the first time in the league and a a 5-2 result in the end, but two of the goals late in uh, the uh, second half in injury time. Was the game closer than the score suggests? Yeah, definitely. Uh, first half, we never got going. We were very lethargic. Desborough were there for the taking. If we'd have played with any real tempo and if we squeezed our play, we didn't do any of that. Um, we did that really well last week at Coventry. And we said, do that again. And we, we just didn't find those levels in that first half. And we go a goal down late on in the first half. And then it's a case of, you know, once we've gone that goal down, we respond. And in between that... Uh, one of their players gets sent off just before half-time. We miss a penalty as well. So the whole first half was, uh, let's say, better, let's forget. Because it, was, it wasn't very good. It wasn't what we, what we wanted. And at half-time, they got the proverbial rollicking. And it seemed to work. And I guess, the, you from, from last week's win uh, against Coventry United, you lost a couple of players in, through injury in that game. Was, was, the, was the kind of side a little bit short? Yeah, well, we had, we had, we've got no real depth at the moment, but we seem to be getting through. Obviously, we've got very two, two tough games coming up with Wellingborough and Newport and Pagnell. If we can add to it, then we will. Um, but the young kids have come on and done really well. I mean, Dexter Todd came on at half-time and, and gave us a bit more bite up front. Uh, we, we went to a 4-3-3 second half and, and it worked for us. You know, we, within 15 seconds of the first second half, we'd gone one all with an own goal. And then within three minutes of that, we'd gone 2-1 up with a good header from Max York. So... You know, it seemed to work with them getting a bit of a, like I say, a bit of a telling off at half time. And uh, and then we showed a lot more energy in that second half but, and they couldn't cope with us. And then we go 3-1 up and give a stupid goal away to go 3-2. And then it was kind of a little bit edgy for the last 10 minutes. Although we scored two very late goals, uh, we had a bit more energy about the second half, which was nice because the first half was not acceptable. And certainly we would not be able to play like that against Wellingborough next week or Newport Pagnell the week after. And I guess that the, the, the old adage is if you can't if you can't win a game, don't uh, lose a game. You, you managed to take a game that was uh, that, that you made more difficult than you need to and get three points out of it, which is uh, a really good a really good feature of a side. Yeah, we said this. We said that after the game. We said last week we played well and beat Coventry. Yes, we 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 gave them chances, but we created numerous chances last week. This week we played poorly, uh, but still won the game and still scored another five goals at home. You know, so we're we're scoring some goals at home, which is nice. If we can just polish off the performance by being, you know, more accustomed to what we want to do throughout the whole ninety minutes, not just bit part of it, then we we could be all right. But you know, we cemented ourselves in that top eight. That's what we wanted to do. We set off last week's game to get three points was, was paramount this weekend. And we've done that. So we're going to a, a tough two or three games now leading up to Christmas. Yeah, as you say, you, you've now opened uh, four points up uh, above Easington, although, and they've got a game in hand over you. Um, so you're there now in that eighth position. Um, but uh, again, as you say, a couple of difficult games before the before the Boxing Day game at home. You got Wellingborough and then Newport Pagnell both doing, uh, you know, both doing really well. Wellingborough in fourth place and Newport Pagnell in third place. Yeah, it's going to be a tough couple of weeks for us. Um, we know that. 
And if we can add to the squad, I think we have to. Uh, we're, we're, we're trying our hardest, trust me. We've, people out there that listen to this, we, we make phone calls, text messages, go to meet people. It's, it's an endless, thankless task sometimes, you know, because the, the trouble we have to do in our league, it's, it's a lot more difficult to try and recruit players. But we are trying hard, and if we can get a couple in, then we will do, because we are bare thin on, on, on numbers. And if we can do that, that'll only add a, a bit more spice to us going into this, this Christmas period. Yeah, everybody's hit by injury problems at the moment. Uh, Histon uh, no better than anyone else. But uh, the, the, the really positive thing about that is bringing these youngsters in, uh, which is exactly what Matt was saying, bringing the youngsters in and watch how they perform. Um, uh, uh, ben Hurrian was one, uh, scored a winner, two appearances, he's got one goals. Um, you know, And there's, there's plenty more of them there who've come into the side and look like they can make a difference. And you bring these, you bring the youngsters in, yeah, they lack experience, but they're not afraid. Uh, they've got a lot to prove, um, you know, and, and for Histon, it's working out really well. Um, and as I say, cemented that eighth position. I made a slight mistake in the uh, actual piece because, let me just get to the league table again, I had it a second ago. Um, yeah, they're, they're four points ahead of Easington. Easington are the ones that uh, have played an extra game. Um, so Oadby would be the next. They've played a game less than uh, um, Histon so they could get if they win that to 22 which would still be three points clear so they kind of cemented that and also it, it's that it's that upwards piece that Lance was talking about uh, Coventry United who they've just beaten uh, two points ahead of them um, although they have got games in hand March Town three points ahead of them who've also got games in hand Milton Keynes Irish five points four points ahead of them as are Wellingborough and uh, Newport Pagnell six points ahead of them so those games coming up against Newport Pagnell and uh, um, and uh, Wellingborough are going to be really key games as to where um, Histon are going to finish. So uh, good luck uh, to them. Women's football. Okay, so unfortunately, I went to see the uh, Cambridge City game uh, last week. Uh, it was against uh, Chesham, um, and it was an interesting game. It, it finished four three in the end, um, and Cambridge looked to be in control. Uh, they were one up at half time. Um, albeit uh, surviving a little bit precariously at times. A really good passing side, but uh, kind of just just went off the ball at key moments and ended up losing 4-3. And, and that's a, a really important result uh, for them because they are, uh, if you take Hounslow out of the equation, who are still, get, still to get a point, um, and uh, Cambridge City are on three points, Chesham were on six points, and it, they could have leapfrogged them, uh, really, if they'd, if they'd won. And uh, at times it did look possible, but unfortunately not to be. Um, so Cambridge City have still got real problems. Hopefully Hopefully we'll uh, start to get into to, to talk to the new manager um, soon and, and get some input from them. But that's uh, that game. Uh, this is what Darren had to say, though, after the 7-0 win, Leverington Sports for Cambridge United and then on to Cheltenham this week. Darren, it was a uh, cup competition uh, last week against uh, Leverington. Uh, a, a big win, I guess, again. The, 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 the doubters will say, well, yeah, but you should be winning games like that nice and easily. But uh, you did the job you needed to do there. <laughs> Yeah, um, and, and I think it's a fair it's a fair thing. So you know, you should be winning those games. So we we accept that. Um, Leverington played really well. Um, I, I was really quite impressed with the way they defended and their commitment to the game. Um, 
you know, so I, I actually, you know, I think Leverington deserve quite a quite a high level of praise for for the effort they put into it, and they came with a game plan to that game, and you know, and stifled us for long periods. So yeah, it was a it was a good game actually. Um, you know, and in the second half we had to work out quite a few problems um, that they posed us, and and I thought in the end controlled the game quite well. So yeah, definitely a game that you know people will expect you to win, but we won it. We kept a clean sheet, and we came out of it without any injuries at the time. So yeah, got to be pleased with that. And did you give people uh, game time that uh, hadn't normally been in the team? We did, yeah. So the competition's quite helpful for that because it's roll-on, roll-off subs. So um, it gave us an opportunity to give people more game time. So Sydney Naylor, who recently joined the club, got 60 minutes, for example. And uh, yeah, we was able to rotate people around and, and give them more game time. So from that perspective, it was really useful. It gave us a chance to get people out there and, and, and ultimately see them in, in good chunks of game time, which we've not had a chance to do up until now. And it's uh, more cup action this week. It's uh, Cheltenham in the uh, league plate, uh, two o'clock at St Neots. Um, again, a break from the league. These breaks do come quite often uh, here. Two more games uh, this season um, on the fixture list, at least. Uh, the cup game today and then uh, Wimbledon, which will be a great game uh, at St Neots on the 18th. Yeah, the, uh, the two good games that we're looking forward to, um, you know, both tests and, and Cheltenham obviously are in the, the league above. Um, we, we've kind of had some games of runner games recently which are winnable um, and we've we've done that so we've we've done our job up to now but today's a test and, and it's really good for us to be able to go out there and, and see where we're at um, same with the Wimbledon game you know as you say it's a really good game to look forward to gives us an opportunity to test ourselves against one of the title favourites and, and hopefully we can we can get closer to them than we have in the past so there we go it's uh, just about to uh, kick off the uh, Cheltenham game um, so hopefully uh, a, a good result from that or at least a good performance difficult because obviously they are uh, a league above them um, but they will be looking forward to uh, a good result um, and uh, hopefully they will get that um, that's all we've got time for uh, this week um, thanks to Matt for joining us thanks to Lance and to Robbie for, uh, for giving me a chance to chat with them over the phone and thanks to Darren as well hopefully as I say we'll rectify the issue with Cambridge City Ladies and get someone on the show regularly from there um, do stay on uh, Cambridge 105 radio um, there's still plenty to come uh, the rest of today uh, thank you very much for joining us hopefully we'll be talking about a United win next week but uh, there you go cheers Like me, you've got a family and a business, and you want to protect what's most important when the chips are down. With Woodfine Solicitors, that's exactly what happens. I got a bespoke legal service from a friendly expert team. They really listened to what was going on and tailored their recommendations to my situation, which was, well, that's another story. Anyway, the best thing was that it all happened online. A few simple clicks, and I had my quote. That freed up time to focus on. <laughs> everything else. Get the help you need when you need it most. Visit woodfinds.co.uk or call Cambridge 411421. Woodfinds, cutting through the red tape. This is Cambridge 105 Radio, bringing community radio to our city. Lee Chambers has been speaking to poet Ian McMillan. Community radio that you work in has been such a lifeline in the pandemic. And I think community radio is taking on the space that before that commercial local radio had and as we know that's now become much more bland there's, there's not a lot happening creatively whereas community radio can be the real voice of a community 